Praise the Lord. Amen. Bless the Lord. Happy birthday to you. Hey, listen, guys, we want to be in prayer. Brother Chris, who is our bass player, his grandmother passed this morning, so we want to lift he and his family up uh, on today. And for all of those who are going through a time of bereavement at this moment, loss of a loved one, we're praying for you and with you. Amen. Um, so if there's something we can do as a body of Christ, please let us know. Call the church if there's something we can do. Let's go to the word of God on this morning. Amen. Also, uh, while we're standing ready to get into the word, um, after service today, we're doing a fundraiser for our youth ministry. We have all kind of meals prepared for you uh, today. So don't rush out. Uh, I know you're getting ready for the Super Bowl, which we'll be um, airing the game here at service at church on this evening. So if you want to come out and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday with us, you can do so. Uh, but whether you have a meal prepped and prepared, we'll ask that you sow into the children's ministry, the teen ministry, excuse me. <clears throat> if you would, would appreciate it. Amen. They have gone through a whole lot of effort to uh, put this together, so make sure you support before you get out of here. I told you my prayer has been, Lord, connect me with those who aren't connected to you, and God has been showing himself strong through this prayer that I pray every day. I'm meeting people on the highways and byways, and I'm seeing God connect people back to him. You know, that's the whole point of the gospel is for reconciliation. Amen. God is trying to reconcile the body of Christ back to him. That is the point of the gospel. That's why Matthew 28 says, go ye. The ye is me and you. That is the purpose of the gospel. As we share the gospel, the gospel is to bring people into the presence and the awareness of God to connect them back to the body of Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Grab your Bibles. We're going over to, amen, Psalm number 115 and verse number 16. Hold the finger there. Use your other finger. Grab Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26. Hallelujah. If you can't find Genesis, just keep your head low. Just don't lift your head up for the rest of the service. Amen. Just be in a repentive state. Lord, forgive me for not knowing what Genesis is. Amen. Uh, Psalm number 115, Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26. We make our faith declaration. Can we all stand to our feet if we're able? If you have strength in your body, stand to your feet if you would. Make our faith declaration, our confession. So if you would, repeat after me. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready. My mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I am more than a conqueror. I am rich. 
Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Talk to your neighbor, say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Talk to your other neighbor, say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Shout on, blessed to be a blessing. My house is blessed. My children are blessed. My marriage is blessed. My church is blessed. I'm blessed. Now shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm number 115. In verse number 16, the word of the Lord declares unto us, the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. <laughs> well, when I read this, man, my spirit leaped. He says this, but the earth, somebody shout the earth. But the earth he has given to the children of men. The heavens is his, but the earth belongs to you. Now, this type of belonging to is not that you own it. You are a sharecropper. It's his, but he still gives you rights. Oh, somebody shout it belongs to me. The earth belongs to us. Genesis chapter number one is where we find the Lord signing over the deed. He says in verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Dominion means rulership, ownership oversight to oversee over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the all the earth you have dominion over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth you have dominion ladies if there's some creeps around you you have dominion over them You have dominion over creepy people. Hallelujah. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we declare your dominion, your power, and your authority in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. On your way to your seats, somebody shout, I have dominion. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I decrease in this place that you may increase as I preach and teach for God, the mysteries of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created he, him, male and female, created he, them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Everything that has been created is subjugated to the sovereign rule of God. Everything that has been created resides up under the rule of God. Everything. Everything has to bow down to the authority of God. Somebody shout everything. Everything, everything that is created even the demons have to bow down 
Dear God, y'all better catch that this morning. Even sickness, cancer has to bow down. Corona has to bow down. Why? Because it resides up under the sovereign rule of God. I don't care what sickness that you're experiencing right now in your life, but it has to bow down. Why? Because everything that is created. Watch this. That's why it's so important that you do not dismiss doctors. I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm covered in the blood. But what you covering? You won't know what you're covering unless you can have a diagnosis. So maybe you're applying the blood in the wrong area because you hadn't identified the area it needs to be applied in. I don't need to go to the old psychologist and psychiatrist. You need to identify what the problem is, the diagnosis. Why? So that when you splatter the blood, then the blood can have its work in its way. Because everything is under his authority. So we have the job inside of the earth realm as ambassadors to identify problems so that we can bring those problems upon the subjection of the authority of the kingdom of God. God sent you into the earth realm as a problem solver. That's your job. What am I to do in the kingdom? Find a problem and solve it. I don't know what my calling is. Find a problem and solve it. What, what kind of problems you're facing right now? What kind of problems exist around you? And you're wondering why all these problems are giving you trouble and you can't sleep at night. God says, I have created you to be an answer. Why do people keep calling you and asking you for guidance and advice and, and wisdom? It is because you are the answer. Somebody shout, I am the answer. You're the answer. So everything created, God sent us into the earth realm to bring this world up under the subjection of the authority of God. That's why he said, I have to give you ownership of it. Because if you take this, not as a owner, but watch, as an employee, then you're going to mistreat your position in the kingdom. You know how it is as an employee, you, you get to work just like right on time. You know how it is when it's time to go, you leave like right when it's time to leave. <laughs> Sometimes literally. <laughs> you know, talking about, well, my clock say uh, five o'clock. No, it is 555. You got five more minutes. Well, that ain't what my watch says. See ya. But when you own it, you're the first to show up and the last to leave. When you own it, you sacrifice more than even the employees. And that's what God said. I have to give you ownership of this thing because you're going to take a greater responsibility of this thing. If you come into this thing, watch this like a slave instead of a master, then you're going to mistreat and mishandle. That's why I don't call you servants anymore. I call you sons and daughters because you have an inheritance. It now belongs to you. Because as a slave, you try to run off the plantation. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when you are joint heir with Christ, 
when you take ownership of this thing, you're going to treat it like it's yours. And then you won't permit and allow sickness and disease to be prevalent around you. Hear this, beloved. What you tolerate today will dominate your tomorrow. Whatever you tolerate around you now will eventually dominate. And God has given you dominion and authority to speak to some things so some things can change. Oh, God. Help me, Holy Ghost. Authority is a tremendous thing in the universe. Nothing overshadows the authority of God. His power is supreme. Can you say amen? So I want to take 15 minutes to talk about kingdom authority, the experience. Somebody shout the experience. God's throne is established on his authority. He is seated upon his throne. That throne is established by his authority. Can you say amen? God's authority represents God himself. So when God has given you authority in the earth realm, guess what you're presenting to the world? God. Amen. What we're going to teach today. Because I got to pull you up. Because a lot of things that you've been experiencing in your life, you've been experiencing them from the back seat when God wants you in the front seat. God wants you to experience greater. Watch this. Greater power, greater authority, greater glory. You need all of these things to be in operation in your life as a kingdom citizen. Can you say amen? God alone is authority in all things. Hear this. All things, all the authority of the earth is instituted by God. But it's not enough to recognize, to acknowledge authority. You must also obey it. Oh, come on, let's talk about it. You see a police officer pull you up, it's not enough to say, well, that's a cop. Oh, I see you there. No, if he gives you a command, guess what you have to do? Somebody shout obey. Obey. So it's not enough just to recognize the authority that is there, but you must also obey it. Somebody shout obey. obey. That's why when Jesus met the demoniac man filled with devils, he shouted out to the man. He said, what is your name? Legion. He identified what was at work, what spirit was working, and then Jesus said, come out. And it had to come out. Why? Because the demon recognized the authority of Christ. But wasn't enough to recognize that Jesus was the Christ. He also had to obey, obey Jesus the Christ. Oh, God. It's not enough just to know. You must also obey what you know. That's external, but internal, it's not enough to have knowledge of the authority of the kingdom of God, but you also have to demonstrate it. Oh, I know I'm a child of the most high God. Why aren't you demonstrating the fact that you're a child of the most high God? Oh, I'm in your business now. Yeah, I know I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, fire, baptized, shata, ba, ba, ba. All that stuff. But why aren't you demonstrating the fact that you are a child of God? Y'all ain't going to like me, but that's okay. So there has to be a demonstration of the kingdom. 
there has to be a demonstration. Paul said, I didn't come to you in fluffy, flowery words with eloquent of speech. I came to you in power and demonstration of that power. So for every believer, we have to demonstrate what we know. Amen. You have to demonstrate. Tell your neighbor you have to demonstrate. So there has to be a manifestation of the power that is at work in you. What kind of manifestation? If you was nasty and surly and just bitter and, you, you know, all of that, there should be a demonstration of the kingdom of God at work in your life. So the moment that you realize that God is at work in your life, guess what happened? Revelation brings about transformation. And then you have been revealed that God is far greater than your nasty attitude. Now, all of a sudden, you're transformed by that revelation, and now you're nice to folk. You cussed them out yesterday, but you got a revelation last night, and they see you in 24 hours, and like, what happened to you? What? Say what? Did you, you hire something? What you smoking? I'm on that Jesus juice. There has to be a manifestation. If you unloving, unlovable, when you get this revelation of the kingdom of God at work, once you have this experience, something should change. Well, I've been this way all my life. I was born like this, having an experience. Because every time you have an experience with God, something going to change. I promise you. Talk to Saul on the road to Damascus, there was a change that occurred. Why? Because he had an experience with God. His whole life shifted with one encounter, one experience. When he realized who Jesus was, his life changed. How about you and your life? With your saved, sanctified self. Is there a demonstration of the kingdom of God at work in your life? Have your desires changed? Have your wants changed because of that encounter you had with the Father? Or are you just the same old way talking about, you know, this is the way God made me, so he's going to take what I, what I was and he's going to use. Did you change, though? I mean, like, really? Or are you just justifying? I'm just loud. I talk this way all the time. Yeah. Really? I mean, is that really because you're tone deaf, you can't hear? Is that really the case, or are you just trying to hold on to the old you? Or are you just trying to hold on to the old you? Because if that's really you, then you'll really be you, and God will show that to you. But if you're just trying to hold on to the old man and the old nature and your old flesh, then you hadn't experienced the kingdom of God at work in your life. The kingdom should manifest, and it should be a demonstration. Can you say amen? amen? Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, number six, says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God is commissioning us to have an experience here on earth 
that is happening in heaven. Ooh, that's good. God is inviting you to an experience of what heaven looks like here on earth. And he says, when you pray, pray that his kingdom come here in the earth just like it is in heaven. That I want to see the manifestations of your glory that radiates in heaven. You know, there is no light, no sun in heaven because the glory of God is so bright. He don't have no need for dim coal nor for energy. He is bright and light all by himself. And God says, I want that light in heaven. Watch this to be the light of the Lord in the earth realm. You are salt and light. And he says, when you pray, pray the kingdom come down. Y'all remember in the Wizard of Oz when the house came down on the Wicked Witch? Y'all, y'all looking at me like y'all don't watch TV. Then, man, you, they had the Wiz. Y'all remember the Wiz? Yeah. Down, get on down. Amen. So, so watch. The house came down. And watch, it crushed wickedness. So when you pray, thy kingdom come, the house of heaven comes down and crushes wickedness. Watch, not the wickedness around you, but the wickedness in you. He says, when you pray, pray this way. That whatever is in you that don't belong there, whatever is in you that is dark become to light. Whatever is in you that is out of place come into place. Whatever is in you, kingdom come and smash it up out of my life. God, my thoughts are bad. Smash them. God, my actions are bad. Smash them. God, my words are bad. Smash it. Thy kingdom come. Let it come down. I want to cut some folk out. Kingdom come. I want revenge on the ones who've done me wrong. Thy kingdom come. God, you don't know what they did to me and how bad they treated me. Thy kingdom come. My flesh is rising up to do some things that ought not do. Thy kingdom come. God, I'm five seconds from calling up, you know, just thy kingdom Flee from all appearances of evil. It's 12 o'clock at night and we just turn off the light and light a candle. Thy kingdom come. Be like Joseph and flee. You're trapped in a corner and she's smelling good, looking good. Thy kingdom. Y'all quiet up in this place. Nobody watching. The camera's off and the cash register drawer is open. (laughs) Hallelujah. Lord, deliver me. Thy kingdom come. So when you pray, Jesus said, when you pray, have this type of experience that what's happening in heaven, I want it done down on earth. And then he says, give us this daily bread. In other words, God, I need a fresh revelation of your kingdom daily. Not another revelation. A fresh revelation. Remember, revelation is not revelations, it's one revelation. And it's unfolded, unpacked it time and time and over and over again. So I need a fresher of your revelation. I need a refreshing of your kingdom. I need to watch this here. I need to see another side of your glory. 
That's what Moses said. Lord, show me, my, show me your glory. God says, boy, you can't handle this glory. There's so much glory in me, you can't handle it. That's why the scripture says, no man sees God and lives. Because his glory is just so magnanimous, it's so voluminous, it's so big that if his glory rested down upon you, you would explode. That's why Jesus had to come down. Oh, I feel your Holy Ghost. That's why Jesus had to come down in flesh to contain the glory of God. Because if he would have came down in his divinity, the world would have fell down, bowed down on their faces, and they would not be able to get up. Why? Because the glory of God is so great that when the glory of God comes in, it does nothing but falls upon you. And you can't even get up. Woo. His glory is so great. The weight of his glory, it cannot be compared to nothing else. So Jesus had to come in flesh to conceal the glory of God. John says that we beheld him and he was full of grace and truth. That the glory of God, that we beheld the glory in flesh. And Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. And God said, I can't do that. It's going to be too much for you. I want you to have, watch this here, beloved. I want you to experience it. But I don't want to overwhelm you to where you can't enjoy the experience. I want you to have this, but I want it so much that you're so overwhelmed that you can't enjoy it. So he says, Moses, I'm going to hide you. How many people here have been hidden by God? (laughs) Oh, God, hide me in your cleft. Hide me. Now, watch this. The text says he was hidden in a rock. How a man hides in a rock. Yeah, y'all catch that on the way home. He was hidden in the rock, but it wasn't a physical rock. It was the rock of Jesus. He was hidden in Christ. God says, I'm going to hide you in Christ. I'm going to put you in the rock so that you can experience what the rock experienced. I'm going to hide you in Jesus so you can feel like Jesus when the glory is on him. Watch this. Jesus is the physical manifestation of God's glory in the earth realm. Jesus, watch this, is the man, the humanity of God wrapped up in the divinity of God. I said more than you caught this morning. So Jesus, Jesus is the man. Walking in glory. The Christ is God himself. But Jesus is the man that inhabits God. Oh, well. He says, I'm going to hide you in the rock. Watch this. Catch it. Don't miss it. So you can feel what Jesus felt. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray that they become one as you and I are one. That they would experience what I experience when I'm in your presence. And then the glory passes by Moses. And the Bible says that Moses caught a glimpse of his hindsight. Y'all know I said it and I'm crazy. Pray for me. There's more glory in God's hind parts than you can handle. <laughs> he just passed by. And watch this. The glory was so great. That when Moses came out of the presence of God, from that experience, the people couldn't handle it. They had to cover his head with his mantle because the glory was so bright. Watch this. When you have that kind of experience with God, you should demonstrate the glory of God radiating off your life. You should walk out this door. The lights go out, but it's still bright. When you come into darkness, 
the place lights up. You know, they got those type of people that walk into your life and they're filled with darkness and you having a good day and they come in and all of a sudden it's like a Debbie Doubter. And you're wondering why you're feeling all depressed and oppressed and you were feeling good. I'm having a good day and all of a sudden the person come in you're like, I know. If, if you're sitting next to that person, just look straight ahead. You know, that person is always negative, always got something negative to say. Nothing is ever good. Nothing is ever right. And they come into your life. And watch this. They, they bring life. They transport, I'm sorry, they transport negativity into your life and darkness. And you wonder why you're feeling that way. It's because there was a transference. But watch, adversely, when you have an experience with God, that when you walk into darkness, darkness has to dispel and flee. That should be a demonstration, watch this, of your presence. I'm going to say it again because you didn't catch it or maybe you don't believe it. There should be a demonstration based off your presence. I was in the grocery store a couple weeks ago. And this lady was in front of me in line. I was in Walmart, y'all. I was at uh, Wally World, the ghetto mart right there in Cortana. <sighs> Boy, you got to have some light to go in that place. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you work at Walmart, amen, bless the Lord. You're employed. And I'm in line, and I'm standing there, and this lady, she was just complaining about this, the lines alone, da-da-da, and this, that, and the third, all this stuff. She was behind me. I was in front of her. And she was just complaining. And I said, you can have my spot. The lady was, I mean, she was frustrated. All of a sudden, well, bless the Lord. Thank God. Look at, God bless you, sir. Glory to God. God is so good. I'm like, where well, was that five minutes ago when you were ready to cut somebody out? But watch the demonstration of my presence. The demonstration of the glory that was on me that was revealed unto her changed her attitude. So there should be a demonstration of the kingdom of God at work in you. Somebody shout, let it work. It's got to work in you. There's a song uh, by Jack Hayford, it says, majesty, kingdom, authority flows from his throne unto his own aptum raised. Kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own. That the glory of God flows from his throne. But watch, it flows to his own. When God's kingdom come into you, he flows the kingdom in you. Watch this so that it can flow through you to other people. Can you say amen? I'm done. Matthew chapter number 10. Jesus called his disciples to him and he gave them, watch, authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. He gave authority. Somebody shout, I have authority. But if you know you have this authority, it's not enough to acknowledge the fact that you have it. You've got to do something with what you have. 
you got to do something. Tell your neighbor, do something. I don't care what you do, but do something with the authority of God to shift things, to change things, to make things happen. You have to do something. Somebody shout, do something. God has given you the power and authority to do, and I dare you to sit on your duff and do nothing. You want to hear, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant. But in order to hear, well done, thy good and thy faithful servant, you have to be well doing. Because God is a wise steward. And he won't give you this authority just so you can walk with your chest talking about, I'm in authority. But yet you do nothing. You allow pestilence and disease. You allow chaos and calamity to happen all around you. You know what you say? That's not my job. That's not my responsibility. Remember, the earth belongs to you. That's not my job. That's, they, that's what they get paid for. But that's what you were anointed for. Woo! Yeah, they get a paycheck for it, but you were anointed to do this. They get paid to make it happen, but you can make something happen. And watch this. When you begin to operate in the kingdom of God, that which you don't get paid for, God rewards you for. It ain't always about a check. Well, if you pay me, I'll do it. You were anointed to do it. And nobody can do it like you can do it. <laughs> You're one of a kind. Formed and fashioned in his image. Well, we're all in God's image, so we all should look like. No, we shouldn't. We're all unique and wonderfully made. So all of us have an image of God in us, but we're all unique in God. You have the God kind of thumbprint upon your life. Come on, look at your fingers, at your thumbs. Lean over at your neighbor, look at your neighbor's thumbs. And really you can't tell, but their fingerprint is not like your fingerprint. But watch, beloved, you both have the fingerprint of God. Ooh, God. You have the fingerprint of God. And everywhere you go, you should leave an imprint. Everywhere you go, they should know that God has been in this place. Why? Because God manifested his kingdom through you. I told y'all years ago, Lady T was going to New York on a girl's trip, and her plane didn't leave out until later. So she decided to lay down in bed and take a little nap before she had to drive off to the airport. And I don't know, for some reason, she sprayed and spritzed herself with her perfume prior to her laying down. Time came. She got up and left. Left me at the house. All by myself. All by myself. And I'm sleeping at night, and I started missing her. But I had the bed all to myself, so I... stretched out real wide and I pulled her pillow to my side she left a residue and I think it was going with a week how long were y'all in New York it was a good little while and every day I can smell her as though she was there 
Y'all going to catch this in a second. Everywhere you go, there should be a residue because of the experience you have with the kingdom of God. Everywhere you go, people should... Everywhere you go, there should be a residue of God's presence. Everywhere you go, people should... Something's different about this place. In your house, where there's chaos, confusion, arguing, and bickering, leave a residue. Watch this. Not by what you are experiencing, but, but, but by what you have experienced with God. Oh, that's better than y'all saying amen to. Not because of what you are experiencing, but what you have experienced of God. And if my experience with God is peace, then if I'm experiencing chaos, I leave a residue. If my experience with God is that which of lack, and as I experience with God is provision and plenty, then I leave a mark of his presence. Not based upon what I'm going through, but based upon the one my heart and my eyes are fixed to. My experience with God. It's the experience and not what you're experiencing. I don't know what you're experiencing right now in your life. But this I do know. When you have experienced God, whatever you are experiencing now has to change. I'll say that again. When you have an experience of God, whatever you are experiencing right now has to change. So my question to you this morning, what is your experience? What was it like when you encountered God? Was it one of freedom and liberty? And right now you're in bondage? Then remind your situation of your experience. That's what the Bible says. Bring God into remembrance of his word. God, I remember when you healed me back then. God, I remember when you delivered me back. God, I remember when you provided for me then. I'm experiencing lack, God, but I remember. I had an experience, God, when you supernaturally had a breakthrough in my life and provision and, and increase came into my life. I bring it back into remembrance. What's your experience with God? And when you remind your situation of your experience, then your situation has to change. If you would bow your heads with me all over the place. Again, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's happening in your life. I don't need to know. But this I do know, that we have a God that's close enough to address and to deal with whatever he needs to deal with. And watch, even if you won't even put admit him or invite him into the situation, he's God enough to just send the word. He's God enough 
to just send the word. He don't even have to be that close, even though he really is. He's ever so close. Father, now in the name of Jesus, this, your people sit here today, God, with issues, struggles, with trials and tribulations. God, you know each and every one, just as you have numbered the hairs upon their heads, you know the days that their life is numbered, God. You know, God, that the hell that they're going through, but you are the God that will love the hell up out of them. So, Father, today, let them realize and recognize your authority, but not only recognize it, God, but let them receive of your kingdom authority in their lives now in the name of Jesus. If you're here today, You have not accepted Jesus in the pardon of your sins. Maybe you have your backslidden, but today you want to get it right. Do it now. Because it's not enough to know the king if you're not going to obey the king. It's not enough to recognize his authority if you won't obey his authority. He said, if you love me, then obey me. So it's not enough to know Jesus. Question is, is will you obey him? What is your experience today? That's you today, backslidden, trying to get it right. Even for those of you who are online today. Listen, this is a, a get real moment right here. It's a get real moment. Because there's darkness fighting for a place in your life. There's darkness looking to consume you and overwhelm you. Satan is lurking at the door. Thank you, Father. People getting real with themselves. I believe there's others today. It says today, I'm about to get it right up in here, up in here. Who else will say today is the day? I'm not going to let this moment pass by. I'm not going to let this moment pass by. Who else? Get it right today. Get it right. Backslitten, coming back. That's you. Haven't accepted Jesus. Watch this, not as the savior of your life, but the Lord of your life. Some of you had a salvation experience, but you have not yet had a conversion experience. What are you saying, apostle? Some of you said, Jesus, I make you the savior of my life. But he has not become Adonai, the Lord of your life. Jesus Christ is the savior, but he is also the Lord Adonai that means God I give my life over to you completely and you own me if that had not been your experience the salvation experience but not the conversion to lordship if that's you would you stand to your feet today thank you father God we bless you God, we thank you. God, we give you the glory. Jesus said in a parable, I'll leave the 99 to go get the one. I'll go get the one. Can you celebrate today? Father, now in the name of Jesus, as your daughter has come back, God, into your presence. Not that she ever left, God, because you have always been there. But for the revelation, God, that you're more closer than she ever imagined. 
And because of that revelation and that awareness, God, you have prompted in her heart, God, to take it even deeper, a closer walk with you, God, a deeper walk with you. So, Father, today we thank you, God, that the kingdom of God has expanded and the power and the glory and the dominion of your grace is now manifested in her life. Now fill this earthen vessel and let your glory, Lord God, touch now in the name that is above every name. That is right there. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you glory and God, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Woo, that's glory on you right now. Glory, 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 glory. Kingdom glory, fall and rest and rule and reign now in the name of Jesus. Let the power of your anointing and a touch, hey, that is, of your, that is, receive the glory of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, drink of the well of Emmanuel's veins, a pool that never runs dry. That is, right there, the power of God is on you now in the name of Jesus. Touch each and every part now in Jesus' mighty name. God, we give you glory. Hey, God, that is. In the name of, that is. In the name of, in the name of Jesus. In the name, that is. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we anoint her feet that the places she shall tread, God, she'll bring the power of the kingdom. Everywhere she go, a residue of your presence. And Father, as she attempt to walk back in darkness, God, let the light shine so bright that she will be exposed, that even, ah, even the streets, God, will curse her and send her away. Woo, God. That the streets will curse her and send her away. They will say she don't belong here and she does not have any business. So we anoint her feet, God. For you said, God, the steps of the righteous is ordered. And beautiful are the feet that carry the gospel. So, Father, we anoint her feet as she carry the glory of the gospel in Jesus' mighty name. Can we clap our hands and give God some praise? Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hey, listen, if you don't have a church home and you're here, I don't care if it's your first, second, or even third time, but you felt the presence of God upon you to connect, if that's you today, would you slip your hand in the air, don't have a church home, been looking for one? And today the Spirit of God has arrested you. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? Amen. And amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap praise one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to close out in prayer. Don't forget that we have our fundraiser at the end of service. Don't rush out without grabbing a plate. Or just bless somebody with a plate if you already have dinner plans, lunch plans. Amen. Then see us back here for the game on tonight. We'll have an awesome time as well. We'll close out in prayer. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We thank you for the purpose of the gathering of the assembly of believers that we may encourage and stimulate one another for the testimonies that we have, God, that 
Father, even though we're going through, we're still here, God. Even though we're struggling, God, we're still here. And Father, I pray, God, as we walk, Lord God, through the storms, the tests, and the trials, that you will strengthen us as you have, that those around us, God, can see us and the manifestation of your glory at work in us. And that, too, would encourage them, God. So, Father, the purpose of this gathering, that we would stimulate by the word of our testimony another who is going through what we're going through, or maybe even far greater. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be the God kind of witness in a fallen world. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. First time guest, I would love to meet you and greet you in the foyer as we close out worship. I'm <laughs> 